Human Trafficking True Crime covers the exploitation of men, women, and children across the world. Subject matter may not always be suitable for children or those dealing with mental health issues. Listener discretion is advised. If you or someone you know has been trafficked, please contact the Human Trafficking Hotline by texting HELP, H-E-L-P, to 233-733. Hello, hello to all of you out there in the world, wherever you are, whatever you are doing. Thanks for being here. I'm your host, as always, Shannon Labrie, and you're listening to Human Trafficking True Crime presented by Last Word the one and only podcast telling the truth about human trafficking. We aim to give victims and survivors the last word. If you like what you hear and you want to help support the show, you can do so through a few ways. Start by donating at lastwordbysl.com. You can follow us at Human Trafficking LW Pod on Instagram, or you can shop our merch at lastwordbysl.com. If you don't want to do any of those, you can rate and review the podcast, which is free on whatever platform you're streaming from right now. Like I said, it's easy, it's free. Give us that five-star review so we can help reach other people. Today, I have Megan again. (laughs) Hello, hello. Hi, hi. Thanks for being here, my official (laughs) co-host. Officially official. (laughs) Yeah, it's official. We're just going to make it official. So today, we are going to totally change gears from any other podcast that we have done, and we are going to talk about just some facts and some myths and answer questions that we have gotten about human trafficking because I get a lot of questions, and I just felt like this would be a good opportunity and a great platform to put out there some of the information that's misconcepted by people, what human trafficking is, or just any of the basic facts about it. So that's really what this episode is going to be about. Now, any questions? No questions. I will say that all of the facts that we are going to state here came from the International Labor Organization, the Human Trafficking Institute, the National Human Trafficking Hotline, and the Department of Justice. So that is where all of our sources come from. You can research on your own and figure out any other further questions that you might have. If you have any other questions, you're always feel free to reach out to us and let us know. But We're going to start with basically what is human trafficking and human trafficking requires the use of all or one of the following to secure any type of labor or commercial sex act, force, fraud, and coercion. So basically that means that anyone that uses force, fraud, or coercion to obtain labor or commercial sex is basically human trafficked. You do not have to be transported through state lines, city lines, or even internationally to be human trafficked. You can be human trafficked in your own city, 
in your own state, in your own country. Um, and you do not have to travel to be trafficked. However, that is obviously a major part of human trafficking. Before we get going, and do you have any any questions that you want to ask that you don't know about? Um, I think we should just see where the flow goes, and then I'll answer. I'll ask my questions if I have any. Okay, sounds good. The International Labor Organization estimates that there are over forty million victims of human trafficking globally. 40, 40 million. 40 million. And they estimate that at least 2.9 million are in the United States of America alone. Ew. Yeah. Now. Is, when, that, is that females, males? Both. Total? That's just an estimated number. Now, I okay. say estimated because a lot of people don't realize that sex crimes and human trafficking in general are grossly underreported crimes. I know you guys have heard me say before, I am not a huge put a bunch of stock and believer in stats. I think they're a great baseline. So when you say 40 million victims globally, I'm going with 80 just because I prefer to double the number. Um, because there's so many people that don't report the crime. And while sex crimes are extremely underreported, labor trafficking is almost never reported. Right. Um, so these numbers are definitely skewed, but it's a good base. It's a good yeah, base. Yeah, and you're estimating 40 million. That's a lot of people globally. And you have 2.9 million estimated in America alone. It's an eye-opening number for sure. Yeah. Now, a lot of people will define human trafficking into two sections, either labor trafficking or sex trafficking. I personally also throw in organ harvesting or organ trafficking, which is where people are procured and murdered, if you will, for their organs that are then sold on the black market, and that is a form of trafficking. Um, and that pretty much is never really talked about. So I do know in the future we will cover some cases that I think are interesting where organs have been missing out of the deceased bodies. Um, but we'll get into that another time. But the main breakdowns of human trafficking are labor and sex. Now, labor work in both legal and illicit industries and sectors, including hospitals, traveling, sales crews, agriculture, agricultural, agricultural, <laughs> agricultural, agricultural, janitor <laughs> services, construction, landscaping, restaurants, factories, caring for people with disabilities, salon services, massage parlors, retail services. Fairs and carnivals, peddling and begging, drug smuggling and distribution, religious institutions, childcare, and domestic work, just to name a few. So everywhere. Pretty much. Anyone, <laughs> anywhere can be a victim of trafficking. When you go to your local Chinese restaurant or Mexican restaurant or American restaurant or whatever, your local restaurant that's your favorite place... Someone in that restaurant could very well be under labor trafficked 
by means of not having their paperwork, being threatened to get deported if they speak. They are in basically instilled with this fear that everyone in the police is against them or are in some cases the police are involved. So they have this fear and this trust of or lack thereof, I should say, a lack of trust for law enforcement officers because they fear being deported or not being believed because the person committing the crime could be someone in power. Mm -hmm. uh, sex trafficking could be exists. It exists within a diverse and unique set of venues and businesses. It could be anything from fake businesses, massage parlors, escort services, residential brothels. Um, it can be on public and city streets truck stops, strip clubs, um, hotels, motels, anything. It could be your pastor. It could mm. be your beloved soccer coach. It could be your uncle Tom that isn't really your uncle, but you know him as your uncle. It could be your real uncle. It could be your grandfather. It could be anyone. Mm. Yeah. It's really sad. Uh, human trafficking can happen to anyone, anywhere. It doesn't have to be a stranger. Um, and a lot of times, victims of trafficking are exploited by people that they know. Whether that's family member, a trusted member in the community, someone that's in a position of power, a teacher, counselor, etc. Et I think a lot of it is about gaining trust, though, right? That's yeah, why. That's what grooming is. Yeah. That is what grooming is. They groom the victims to... A lot of times people don't realize that victims of human trafficking are vulnerable. That is what is a catalyst for them being exploited. And traffickers will capitalize on that vulnerability to exploit the victim at a later date. Um, an example could be your soccer coach. They know that you come from a broken home, that you are struggling mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever. They gain trust. They help you to feel better about yourself. They will increase your self-esteem and give you the encouragement that you need to then turn around and rip the rug out from under you. They will exploit you and then they will continue to victimize you through force, fraud, or coercion. They mm -hmm. will, you know, I'm a trusted member of the community. No one's going to believe you. Um, you're, you've already lied about things or that they will use these vulnerabilities whether it's a sense of shelter, food, security, they will provide those things to them so that they will get trust from the survivor and the victim, and then they turn around and exploit them. Right. They're with like, that I did thing. this for you. Correct. So this is what you need to do for me. Right. The top U.S. states for human trafficking are California, Texas, Florida, Georgia, and Ohio. Now, different reports will state different states, but I will say California, Texas, and Florida are always in the top three in any of the research I've done. I've seen New York float around in there. 
Um, Ohio's very surprising. That's what I thought. That I that one know. was random too. Um, I always see California, Texas, and Florida. Mm-hmm. I've seen New York on one of them. Um, I know we stated this in the Danica Childs case. All of these states are states that are bordering water. They have ports coming into them. Ohio doesn't. Um, that one's a little random to me. But this particular top five U.S. states was from convictions. Uh, or I'm sorry, not convictions, but calls into the human trafficking hotline. Now, if you pull up the human trafficking hotlines, resources first the Human Trafficking Institute. Some of these states may vary. I feel like Ohio might be more um, interstate um, as well Cleveland, as yeah. maybe more so people that you would know, in my opinion, yeah. for it to be up there like that. Like I said, this particular report was off of calls coming into the human trafficking hotline. So I think that Ohio got jumped into this mix because it had a large number of calls coming into. But like I said, if you pull up the Department of Justice or you pull up the Human Trafficking Institute, Ohio may not be on there. Um, or Georgia. Georgia's one that I see floats on and off. New York, I've seen float on and off. New Jersey, I've seen float on and off. Um, I mean, regardless, it just sounds like it could be anywhere. Right. Well, it is. Human trafficking is yes. anywhere. Um, the top five U.S. cities, according to this, the human trafficking hotline, was Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Georgia, Orlando, Florida, Miami, Florida, and Las Vegas, Nevada. Washington, D.C.? Oh, yeah. Do you know more kids go missing out of Washington, D.C.? More children, I shouldn't say children, because it's not just children, but more people of color go missing out of Washington, D.C. than anywhere else. Really? I didn't know that. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. America's capital. You need to go listen to the Relisha Rudd case we did. She went missing out of Washington, D.C. Okay. Thousands and thousands of runaway teens, quote unquote, runaway teens go missing out of Washington, D.C. America's capital. <laughs> Land of the free. That, home says, of the brave. that says something. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. Um, the top five states for human trafficking arrests in, I believe this was 2019. Texas was number one. We had 450. Whoop, whoop, go Texas. But that number should be more. Uh, Minnesota had 188. Nevada had 182. Florida had 117. And Wisconsin came in with 106. Now that is human trafficking arrests. For 2019. I mean, it's they're not great numbers, but at least some headway is being made, right? Well, it's better than the top five states with the lowest human trafficking arrests, which were <laughs> Wyoming and Alabama had zero. Arkansas okay. had one. Mississippi, Kansas, Idaho, and South Dakota all had two. Montana only had three. North Dakota, Michigan, and New Jersey each had 
four. And there was no data given for California, Nebraska, Iowa, New York, or Pennsylvania. Mm. So we're definitely doing better than Wyoming and Alabama. Now, I understand that Wyoming has like a population of like five, my sister being one of them. (laughs) Uh, But with that being said, we know from our previous case that I did, I don't believe you were on that case. It was the Lashia Stein case. She was reported to have been in Wyoming. We know that human trafficking happens everywhere. There is no definitive guideline or profile, if you will, on human trafficking and the victims and the traffickers themselves. It can be anyone, anywhere, of any religion, whatever your sexual preference, orientation, I don't care if you identify as a zebra or whatever, anyone can be a victim of human trafficking. Now, there are people and situations that make individuals more vulnerable than others but when Wyoming and Alabama have zero I'm sorry that is absolutely ridiculous you're gonna sit here and tell me that you haven't come across one case where Mm -hmm. someone was trafficked and you or California is very low on that list because aren't they California had no data given on arrests Now, that doesn't mean that there weren't arrests. They just, um, on this... They have a lot of privacy. They have a lot of privacy. Oh, they're a weird... (laughs) We're not even going to go into that. But they just, on this particular article and the stats on this particular website, they didn't have any data given. Does not mean that California, Nebraska, Iowa, New York, and Pennsylvania didn't have any arrests. There just weren't any to be given. Now, Mm -hmm. I definitely think California had to have arrests if we know every year, every year, California, Texas, and Florida are always in the top five. There has to be arrests. We just, there weren't any on this statistics that Mm -hmm. I found on this particular website. So that's where we are with that. (laughs) The State Department every year releases an annual report. And if you are looking for a light, you know, four, 500 page read report, (laughs) that's very drawn out and packed full of a lot of information. I highly suggest it. I have read the last two of them, last two or three years, I've read them. Uh, not every single page because <laughs> it can get a little overwhelming, but there's a lot of great information and data in those reports. Um, and in its 2019 report, the State Department found that the top three nations for human trafficking were none other than the United States of America, Mexico, and the Philippines. Now, I do know that America is the number one import for child exploitation videos, also known as child pornography, which if you've listened to my podcast and you know anything about me, you know I don't like using that term, Uh, but America is the number one. We are the number one consumers of child exploitation images and videos. America is... You need to do better. Yeah. You need to get your life straight. (laughs) I wonder why. I just, it's, 
It just doesn't really make any sense. There's no reason why we can come up with why someone is a sicko that wants to watch and abuse, watch abuse of children. Yeah. There's, I will never be able to wrap my hand around that. I will never be able to justify that. You are a sicko. We need to drop you off on an island and every month drop a fucking crazy tiger or a lion and may the odds be ever in your favor. Better Royale. (laughs) Um, I have heard that the Philippines are one of the most, I don't know how to say this, like that Philippines are one of the, one country that is real big on like again and not a term I like using the child prostitution um people will go to the Philippines or Vietnam or Thailand and in fact I'm not going to name any names but a friend of mine went to was it Thailand Thailand and they went into a club they didn't know. Oh, God. And, yeah, later told me that there were children dressed like strippers in these clubs dancing on men and on poles. And she was telling me, like, that it just was absolutely mind-blowing. She could not wrap her head around it and, like, wanted to leave immediately i'm like yeah i would have too and mm. but honestly i would have been like come with me i will save you <laughs> take, take all of them and, and then i'm gonna the get ground. arrested abroad <laughs> for kidnapping a child out of a freaking brothel i know oh. i know uh yeah but she was telling me that when they went out uh they were there for like they got asked to be in a softball tournament there and so they went to the softball tournament she was telling me that they, when they went there that there just were children in these clubs just very skankly dressed and mm. doing a lot of adult things to adult men and women, and they were minors. It's absolutely disgusting. Uh, one in seven reported runaways in the United States in 2018 were likely to be victims of child sex trafficking. Now, this is from a report from the Human Rights Project for Girls Georgetown Law Center on poverty, poverty and equality. And they found that girls that grew up in instability of the child welfare system, particularly those placed in multiple homes, are more vulnerable to the manipulation of traffickers who promise to love and care for them. Traffickers will most often purposely troll youth in these group homes or Mm -hmm. foster care because they are aware of their extreme vulnerability. There are a lot, a lot of children that go missing out of the state's hands, whether that's foster care, child care, yeah, I don't group doubt homes. That at all. Full disclaimer, I am not suicidal. If I go missing, please investigate. <laughs> there are actually there was a senator, was it a senator? I will have to look it up. Um, but there was a lady that 
went missing after exposing um, the number of children missing in the foster care system. I don't doubt that because the foster care people, they never report it because they're trying to, I mean, not all of them, but some of them just are there for the paychecks, paychecks, right? Yeah. And then also you just have known runaways who are either running back to their, their birth parents or they're just running away from the situation. They're living in abandoned houses and all of that nature. Or they get placed. So it, it makes sense that they run away or they're right. unaccounted for. Yeah. I am trying to pull up this lady's name. I, I should know it because I've read about it so much. And I want to say it was like Missouri. Yes, I just found it. Okay. So it was a Georgia Senator Nancy uh, Schaefer. Um, you said she went missing? No, she didn't go missing. Oh. I lied. She was, air quotes, murdered in March of 2010. Um, Whoa. She was a big proponent of exposing um, kids missing from, like, the foster care system. She was fighting against CPS child kidnapping, like and missing kidnapping and missing kids from CPS child protection services. Mm -hmm. And she was the Georgia Senator. She was a Georgia Senator and her and her husband were found dead in their home from a quote-unquote apparent murder-suicide. He <laughs> murdered her and then turned his thirty-eight caliber handgun on himself. I don't know. I Really? <laughs> yeah. That sounds a little conspiracy theory for me. It very much <laughs> is. And I don't know all of the details about like their murder, suicide and all of that. I just know that she had been very vocal and discussing the American foster care and adoption business and the corruption that was involved within it. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically child children and child sex trafficking um, rings. Wow. Yeah. So we maybe one day we'll do a case on that, but I also don't want to end up suicided, you know, like <laughs> Epstein or anything like that. Um, I will say when I started this podcast, a lot of people I know are very like vocal about, we're really supportive of you and we encourage you and we'll, you know, we stand by you, but we're worried. And I'm like, worried about what? <laughs> what if something happens? <laughs> I remember having this conversation with my mom, we're totally going off on a tangent, but my mom was like, I'm not worried about you committing suicide, but I'm worried about something happened to you. Like, you know, <laughs> something happening to you. And I'm like, yeah, mom. So if I die by suicide, like you need to investigate it. And she's like, I just said, I'm not worried about you committing suicide, but I'm wor- I'm like, mom, Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> Come on. focus, focus. <laughs> like I'm not good. I am not suicidal. I am not depressed. I am not going to off myself. Um, 
So I've made it very clear to all of my friends and family, and I will just state it out here for the world to know that if I die and it is ruled a suicide, investigate because <laughs> you are hearing up. it. You are hearing it from the horse's mouth. I am not suicidal. I do not plan, nor do I ever plan to commit suicide. Um, so if I die by suicide, <laughs> please investigate. Please hire an investigator. <laughs> Don't worry, I got you. <laughs> because it's nearly impossible to shoot your the back of your head with a shotgun twice. Like many people <laughs> that I know that have connections to people in politics that have died by suicide, two gunshot wounds to the back of the head. It's near impossible to do it once, let alone twice. But going going back to our facts. Um, so yeah, one in seven are reported runaways in the U.S. are likely to be victims of sex trafficking. Now, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, so I'm going to ask, but maybe you know already. But what do you... And if you know the answer, just tell me. But what do you think the estimated profit from forced sexual labor is worldwide every year? Do you want me to repeat the question? Okay, profit. What do you think the annual profit from forced sexual labor is worldwide? Oh, I think I know this. I know this. It's like a yearly regular salary for like someone in a job that like I have, right? No, I'm talking about what the estimated... Like in total of everybody? Like how much money sex trafficking generates every year? Billions. Yeah, that ain't what you make, <laughs> sister. Because if it is, I oh, make billions of dollars. In Monopoly money. <laughs> yes. Don't get $200 if you don't pass go. Um, no, the annual estimated profit worldwide for forced sexual labor is 99 billion dollars oh, right. 99 dollars <laughs> now i was thinking about something else yeah i think my wording <laughs> threw you off because when you said annual salary of someone i'm like what is she talking she didn't understand my question <laughs> no 99 billion dollars worldwide is what the estimated amount of money sex trafficking generates every year and that is according to a 2014 report but i have seen reports as early as 2020 that have generated it it is a billion dollar industry and it's most often in the 90 billion range 2014 it was reported as 99 billion and probably not even taxable it's not taxable it's all cryptocurrency <laughs> and like under the table it's so disappointing yeah now, I think in this 2014 report, that's $99 billion, it is through the International Labor Organization, and it was for forced labor, commercial sexual exploitation, uh, yeah, forced labor and commercial sexual exploitation, and two-thirds of the profits were considered to be from forced labor. Hmm. Yeah. It also says that forced sex work commanded the highest profits per victim compared to other types of labor or domestic work. So I want to get into some of the myths. Do you have anything that you want to add, say? 
Any statements? I don't think so. Okay. Top myths that are related to human trafficking. We already said this one, but we'll say it again. You don't have to be transported across state lines or even transported to another country. Um, this crime occurs everywhere. So it can happen to a victim in their own city. Um, but they can also be transported across city and state lines and even across countries. Another myth, it's always or usually a violent crime. The truth, most human traffickers will use psychological means such as tricking, defrauding, manipulating, or threatening victims into providing the commercial sex or exploitive labor. Mm-hmm. Another myth, uh, all human trafficking involves commercial sex. That is not true. Worldwide, experts believe there are more situations of labor trafficking than there are of sex trafficking. And I have said that from the beginning because labor sex trafficking and sexual crimes are extremely underreported. But labor trafficking is even more underreported. So I'm assuming in third world countries too, it's way more prevalent as well. Unfortunately, America is very big in labor trafficking. When you factor in farms and oh, servitude yeah. and yeah. So unfortunately, America is a hotbed for human trafficking and we want to act like we are, you know, first world problems over here. Like, no, we have people that come to America to seek a better opportunity and they end up working on, I don't know, an avocado farm or whatever. I guess avocados really come from Mexico mostly, but whatever. Say they're in California and they're working in Napa Valley on a winery. I am totally making this up, but they could be working there and the owner's get them to come over, they hijack their paperwork, or if they don't have paperwork, they threaten them with deportation or calling ICE, they threaten them with the police aren't going to believe you, you'll get arrested, you need to pay off XYZ dollar amount before you are free to go work somewhere else, like there's just a lot, but America is not only we're the number one consumer of child exploitation, We also have a lot of labor trafficking, but labor trafficking is grossly underreported and it's sex trafficking is got a wider awareness to it. More people when they hear human trafficking, I guarantee you, I would say eight out of 10 people are going to be like human trafficking, sex, yeah, sex trafficking, they're forced to have sex. Most of them probably will not even know of or realize that labor trafficking and organ harvesting also fall into that. Mm. Yeah. Another myth is only documented foreign nationals get trafficked in the United States. Um, The Polaris Project is a great organization. If you don't know about them, I highly suggest looking into them. They've worked thousands of cases of traffickers involved in foreign, like that are foreign nationals um, that are either legally or illegally working in the United States. But this is also for both sex and labor. But 
It doesn't have to just be an undocumented foreign national. It can be someone that lives here legally. They could have come over on a visa, work visa legally. Um, I have heard a case from a fellow officer of mine that I know that does street outwork, outreach, excuse me, and is involved in human trafficking. And honestly, he is someone that I have to credit to where I am right now in this uh, endeavor in this business that I'm in. Um, if it wasn't for him and him introducing me to people in this organization, I would not be where I'm at. But he told me a story once about how him and his wife would go to this restaurant all the time. It's like their, you know, Friday night hangout spot, whatever. Um, and then one day it was busted. Like they went there for years and then one day it was closed and they found out that the owner was paying and sending like his family members over from whatever country that they were from and forcing them into servitude within his restaurant. Mm. And they were all here, to my knowledge, they were all here in the United States legally because they were working under work visas for him because he was here legally. And so they were legally documented immigrants in this country. So it doesn't just have to be undocumented nationals, foreign nationals that are human trafficked. Any questions so far? I don't think so, no. Uh... Another myth is human trafficking only happens in illegal or underground industries. Human trafficking, the reality, though, is human trafficking cases are reported and prosecuted in industries such as restaurants, cleaning services, construction, factories, brothels, strip clubs, legal working entities, massage parlors, nail salons. I feel like anywhere money is exchanged. And it doesn't have to be an illegal establishment. Mm -hmm. It can be a legal front and they're just doing these crimes under the table. Another myth is only women and girls can be victims and survivors of sex trafficking. There's a study out that estimates that many as many as half of the sex trafficking victims and survivors are males. Um, Through my research and my own investigation and my own networking with people that are in this industry of advocating against human trafficking and fighting to stop it, males, unfortunately, are more prone to not report the crime than a female. Females are more likely to report their sexual crimes or their labor trafficking um, than males. Males are less likely for sure to report a sexual crime, unfortunately. Right. We've also talked about, you know, types. So men aren't excluded from that either. They're not. And I've said it in other cases and we have some cases coming up that are going to blow some people's minds, but they're, they're male focused. They're, they're young boys that have been trafficked and pedophiles have a type. And unfortunately young boys are a hot ticket item to some people, uh, for whatever sick fantasies that they have. Mm. And unfortunately, 
boys and young men that are in the LGBTQIA+. I don't know all the acronyms, but boys and young men that are identified into that group, they're actually at a higher risk of being vulnerable to human trafficking. I would agree. They're they're at a very... Um... There's a lot of emotions going on. I can see that. Why? They would have a higher vulnerability. 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 Yeah. So, and it's not just, you know, women and girls that are in the LGBTQ, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just, it's a lot. I'm just going to go with Mm -hmm. LGBTQ. Um, That are in that group boys are more likely to be vulnerable and susceptible to trafficking in those groups, but girls are as well. Right. And they're the boys and the men are less likely to report those crimes. Um, I know we've already talked about it, but again, the myth of human trafficking involves moving, traveling or transporting a person across state or national borders. That is, not necessarily the case and human trafficking can be confused with human smuggling which involves illegal border crossings but they're totally two different things human trafficking involves the exploitation of someone where human smuggling is just getting someone from mexico to america or whatever the countries may be Human trafficking does not require any movement whatsoever. Survivors can be recruited and trafficked literally out of their own homes. Um, Another myth is all commercial sex is human trafficking. And in reality, that is not true. Uh, All commercial sex involving a minor is legally considered human trafficking. So regardless, if you are a minor and you are involved in sexual, a commercial sex in any way, that is human trafficking. Hmm. Um, Commercial, which is good. If you're a minor and you're being forced to perform. Yeah, I don't think I've ever knew that. Yeah, but commercial sex involving an adult is only human trafficking if the person providing commercial sex is doing so against his or his his or her will as a result of force fraud or coercion my goodness that's not how's that fair i don't i don't well because you have states like nevada that have legal prostitution and i understand that there are a lot of people male and female that choose willingly to have their job be commercial sex and that's how they make their money and to each his own if you are an adult and you are a willing participant and you are choosing of your of sound in mind and deciding that more power to you I don't care if you are a minor no absolutely not If you are not a minor and you're an adult and you are being forced into that, then I can understand. So, I mean, I get it. People have the choice. People should have the choice to decide whether or not if they want to do that. But if you're being forced into it, I'm against that. Yeah, that's just such a thin line, though, because where do you draw? Where do you 
draw that? Like how, how can you believe one thing and then believe another, you know? Well, and I think that's where a lot of people in states like Nevada, especially if the person is of age and it is a state where it's legal, there's a lot of gray area Mm -hmm. for them to turn around and say, I was being trafficked. I am not responsible for this, but they get arrested for it. I mean, there's a lot of gray area in this. There really is. It's unfortunate. Um, if the trafficked person consent, the myth is if the trafficked person consented to be in their initial situation, then it cannot be human trafficking or against their will because they knew better. When in reality, initial consent to commercial sex or labor setting prior to acts of force, fraud, or coercion, or even if the victim is a minor of sex trafficking situation, situation, it's not relevant in the, to the crime, nor is payment. So I'm not 100% sure exactly like what that's stating, but I think what it means is if a person originally consents to it and then it... So an example, actually, I do know this. An example would be labor trafficking, right? They are consenting to working at such establishment for employment, gainful employment, but then it turns into a situation of human trafficking where they are no longer allowed to leave. They aren't being paid. They, they, they can't argue that they quote unquote knew better. Does that make sense? You know, yeah, it does make sense. It's just, ah, I hate that saying like you should know better. I hate it. I just, it's not my favorite. Well, especially if you're not from America or if you're not from the host country or wherever. You know what I mean? You can't say that they didn't know better. Like they could be being told something completely different than what actually is true. It's just very offensive. That's a very offensive saying. Yeah. Whole situation's insane to me. Another myth is that people being trafficked are physically unable to leave their situations. They are locked in or held down against their will. That is not true. The reality is that sometimes that can be the case, but oftentimes people in trafficking situations will stay for reasons that are way more complicated than that. Um, They could lack the basic necessities to physically get out, such as transportation or even a place to live. They may not have the means for food, and this is a means of being provided for. Some could be afraid of their safety. Some could be so effectively manipulated that they don't even identify as being under the control of another person. That's a Stockholm syndrome, right? Stockholm syndrome. Um, we've talked about it in other cases where it's trauma bonding. Mm-hmm. Um, they exploit them. Take a kid that was a runaway, for example. They're in the foster care. They run away. They don't have a mom and dad. Maybe they've already been sexually exploited as a child. They meet a man or a woman who shows them attention, showers them with love and gifts and in their suite and they provide 
comfort and stability and a warm place to stay and food and all of the basic necessities that they're looking for. And they're, oh my God, I found someone that's going to take care of me. And then slowly over time, they belittle, they bring them down, they use physical violence or psychological manipulation. Um, They're mentally, emotionally, verbally abusive, and they wear them down. And then they turn right around and they apologize. Like it's that whole cycle of domestic violence, but on another level. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's that they provide that sense of security and establishment and stability. And so then they will oftentimes go back. So it's not that they're locked up in chains and they, you know, it's not like the movie taken. It's mentally, it's a mental game. It absolutely is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think you said something about this a minute ago and we talked about it, but labor traffic, the myth is labor trafficking is only or primarily only a problem in developing countries. Well, we know that that's not true. It's not. <laughs> labor trafficking occurs in the United States as well as developed countries. Um, and it is reported at a massively lower rate than sex trafficking. I bet most people don't even know that they're being labor trafficked. I think when they come over to America, yeah, for sure. I think that they mm-hmm. can be brainwashed, if you will, that ICE is going to come after yeah. you if you report anything or you or can't. Or this is just the way it is. Or exactly. They yeah. have no idea what the laws are in mm-hmm. America. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm the only one of us that speaks English and this is what I'm telling you and my word is law. Right. Right. And a lot of times in other countries, in developing countries, they don't have any type of respect or relationship with their own law enforcement because they're massive, like Mexico, they're massively corrupt. So they're Mm -hmm. not going to go to the law enforcement in their own country. So they have this preconceived notion that that's how it is everywhere. Anyways, um, another myth is that traffickers only target victims they don't know. When in reality, we've talked about this before. It could be anything from your romantic partner, your spouse, a family member, parent, coach, teacher, counselor, your music teacher, coworker, coworker. Now, I've said this before, human trafficking has no boundaries. It affects everyone, everywhere, in every country, of every race, of every origin, every sexual preference, every whatever subcategory you want to throw out there. Everyone can be a victim of human trafficking, which is truthfully one of the main reasons I got into wanting to advocate for this because in a world where we are all so divided on whether or not you are red or blue or up or down or white or black, this is something that we can all stand united on. Now, with that being said, certain people are at higher risks of being vulnerable to human trafficking and some of those are prostitutes, um, adult performers, such as strippers, 
people from broken homes, economic statuses, your immigration status, whether or not you're a drug addict, homelessness, runaways, foster care. Um, yeah, and foster care system. I know there's more, but those are the ones on my main list. Your socioeconomic status. I think I already said economic status. There's something mm. else. I'm missing one more. I know I am. Give me one second. So your immigration status, drugs, homelessness, you could be abducted, your poverty, your socioeconomic status, uh, prostitution, broken homes, runaways, foster care system. Yeah. Those are all the facts, myths, that those are the main things I get asked a lot about. So I just want to cover those. But do you have anything you want to add? I don't think so, no. I think we covered quite a bit of what, you know, everybody needs to know and be aware of when they're... Yeah. Be aware when you're out there, guys. You never know. Be Stay vo- vigilant like Batman. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yes, stay vigilant like that. <laughs> Just be aware. I mean, human trafficking, I think people have this perception that it's like the movie Taken. And that's what they're looking for. But that's not it. It could literally be the eight-year-old Relisha Rudd with a man at a hotel room that's 50 something years old, you know, just be aware, pay attention, ask questions, talk, get off your phones, pay attention to what's going on around you. Look up in the world. I know that I have family members that are in the truck driving industry and they go to rest stops and they go to truck stops and That's where this stuff can happen. It can happen in those incidences. It can happen in the chat rooms on your kids, you know, game that they play or Mm -hmm. app that they're on. It could be their, you know, chemistry teacher. It could be their, you know, lacrosse coach. It could be your pastor. It could be your youth counselor. It could be anyone and it is always, always the ones that shock you are always the ones that you're like, what? Mm. He's a member of the city council and he volunteers at the homeless shop. Like, you know? Yeah, it is. It's, it can always, it's always those people. But then it, it can also be the, the ones that you're like, yep, saw that coming. Right. <laughs> so be aware, be vigilant. So... Any other thoughts, questions before we end? No. No? Well, as always, be sure to follow all of our social media. You can follow our brand page, last word underscore by SL on Instagram or last word on Facebook. You can also follow us, um, the Human Trafficking Podcast, which is Human Trafficking LW Pod on Instagram. I want to thank you guys again for listening and supporting Last Word in Human Trafficking True Crime. As always, I promise I will continue to be loud about the crimes of exploitation. I will be bold in my actions against it, and I will continue to be out there with my awareness through fashion. 
My hope is that you as well will be loud in your convictions, bold in your statements, and out there making a change. Everyone stay vigilant, be aware, and remember, the world needs love, not hate. Peace out. All right, guys, before we go, we're going to be doing our weekly spotlight. First, we have Diamond Bynum. She has been missing since July 25th, 2015 from Gary, Indiana. She is an African-American female sitting at four feet, eight inches tall. She is 238 pounds. She has black hair and brown eyes. Diamond went missing along with her two-year-old nephew, King Walker. Anyone with information is asked to call the Gary Police Department at 219-881-1214. Next, we have Patrick Alford. He has been missing since January 22nd, 2020 from Brooklyn, New York. Anyone with information is asked to call the New York City Police Department at 1-800-577-8477 or the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And last, we have Destiny Kisto. She has been missing since December 9th, 2021 from Albuquerque, New Mexico. She's 16. She is a female Native American with brown hair and brown eyes, 5'3 and 180 pounds. She may have traveled to Chicago. She wears glasses and her ears are pierced. Anyone with information is asked to call 1-800-THE-LOST or the Albuquerque, New Mexico Police Department at 505-242-2677. Thank you all for listening and supporting Human Trafficking True Crime. And last word, I do want to let you guys know that next week's episode will be out on Thursday instead of Tuesday. As always, I promise I will continue to be loud about the crimes of exploitation, bold in my actions against it, and out there with my awareness through fashion. My hope is that you as well will be loud in your convictions, bold in your statements, and out there making a change. Stay vigilant, be aware, and remember what the world needs now is love, not hate. Thank mm-hmm. you.